it was a four-man job. Barunsky is a tech wizard that could build gadgets in his sleep. Muggsy is our designated muscle. He is shorter than all of us. His thin chest and arms are not much to look at. But when it comes to a fight, he's a thing of nature. As for me, I'm the point man, the strategist. I tell these knuckleheads what to do and how to make it out alive. Poetic earthlings. The fourth man is the Puba, a.k.a. Fanino. That's me. A.k.a. the pain in my ass. He takes credit for all of our heist. And the ones that go sour, he puts the blame on us. Right now, he's sitting pretty behind the wheel, ready to take off in case things go sideways. We crept in. I had eyes at the back of my head in case something went off the rails. We're good at what we do. We have never been captured and never taken a bullet. Our mission was to abduct the target, make it to the vehicle, conduct the procedure, and place him back to his bed. I know, easier said than done. Poobah said we can't take anything, not even a blasted souvenir for all of her efforts. What a stick in the mud. The place had to appear untouched. But of course, we didn't always play by the rules. What the Pooba doesn't know won't hurt him. So we took certain liberties. Hey boss, look what I found. Muggsy held open the fridge, grabbed a couple of bottles in the other hand. You idiot, keep your voice down. Barunsky examined the bottle closer, read the label, Bad light! and passed it to me. The glass object was cold, with no instructions of what it was for. Bottle cap was placed under my two bottom teeth. I pressed down and released the cap. I peered inside, covered the opening with my nose, and sniffed. Aroma was bitter, but tolerable. I took a sip and passed it around. After our second bottle each, Muggsy got clumsy. He bumped into the wall and dropped the bottle on the floor. Awakening the four-legged assassin in the other room, he rushed in, barked and growled as we scattered. Muggsy fired her dart. It connected as the would-be assassin fell asleep on the kitchen floor. We screwed up. At any moment, the subject will awake, grab his shotgun, and come busting through the door. Boss, we gotta get out of here. Berinsky was a wet sack of nerves, and Muggsy was scared out of his skin. How embarrassing. They acted like first-rate amateurs rather than veterans of the craft. Both of you idiots, get a grip of yourself. 
Shut your yap. We waited and listened. There was no sound of the shotgun. No sound of footsteps. But instead, we heard snoring from the bedroom. How can anyone sleep through this? He laid on his back with his shotgun beside him. Out of billions of sentient beings, why him? Surely the beloved Poobah has his twisted reasons. Oh well, I'm not paid to ask questions. Barunsky took out the levitation device from his back pocket and flicked the switch. The subject's body was surrounded by a blue light. Second lever was pressed as his body rose from the mattress. It fluttered past the sleeping furball in the kitchen, exited the house, and landed on an examination table in the back of the vehicle. The pooba gave us an approving glance. With a measuring tape and thick bifocals, he outlined the subject's legs, arms, large stomach, and head. Puba turned to Burinsky. Wake him up. Button was pressed. Jimmy's eyes remained closed. He turned his head to both sides, tried to move, but he was paralyzed from the neck down. He opened his eyes, looked at me, then at us, and screamed. They always scream. Not sure if it's our three arms, elongated tentacles, or gorgeous green skin. He rubbed his big stupid eyes several times and thought he was dreaming. The Poobah assured him it's not a dream. You have been chosen from our race to answer basic questions. When finished, we'll place you back in your bed and you forget this ever happened. To our race, these questions are basic, but to primitive life forms, it's like teaching advanced calculus to a chipmunk. No offense, chipmunk. What is your perception of God? The man stuttered and went blank. What is the purpose and direction of the human race? The man sputtered incoherent sentences and gave up midstream. He said he's just a farmer who pays his taxes and keeps his head down, whatever that means. It was obvious to me we picked the wrong earthling. But our esteemed leader kept persisting. In five words or less, what makes humanity worth saving? The subject's answer was ridiculous. Pooba stepped back, 
sent us a telepathic message. If mankind can't answer these rudimentary questions, they don't deserve to live. I should have mentioned the moral atrocity of condemning a primitive species. Should have called the Puba a fascist dictator and forced him out of office. But who am I kidding? I have a wife and a couple of snotty-nosed children. I have bills way up to the ceiling and medication that's not going to pay for itself. Remember, I'm not paid to ask questions. Even if the leader is a prick, I have to fall in line, do what I'm told, blow the earth into smithereens, and regret every inch of my ghastly decision. We zapped the subject's brain, placed his big frame back in his bed, cleaned the bud light, removed the tranquilizer dart from the furball assassin, plotted out our next mission, and got the hell out of Dodge. Jimmy claims he saw a spaceship land in his backyard. Small green men with tentacles on their heads emerged from the ship. First time I laid eyes on them, they were messing around my barn. Not sure what they were doing, but whoever creeps on my property has a date with Smith and Wesson. So I loaded my shotgun, turned on the flashlight, and approached. I was pretty sure it was one of them Mexican fence jumpers. So you know I was determined to teach them a lesson. I shone the flashlight. And that's when I noticed the green skin and some kind of antennae on their heads. They spotted me and ran off. He also explained his most recent encounter. When they used an anti-gravity device that lifted his fat lard from the bed. Floated him outside of his room past his Pink Floyd record collection and his old pickup truck. His wife beater and fruit of a loom was stripped away, leaving Jimmy exposed to the alien probe. They turned me around and stuck a thingamajig up my you-know-what, and that's not the worst part. They placed tubes up my damn nose and some kind of liquid in my ears. Jimmy had a reputation of running his mouth, and chasing after every conspiracy he could chew on. Even if there was extraterrestrial life, why in God's green earth would they visit this certified bigot? That's a very good question. Jimmy showed off his strange markings on his chest. Oh, that's strange. That looked like a snake eating its tail. I admit, 
it was impressive. But little green man, well, that was a bit of a stretch. Now he walks around feeling special, sort of like a chosen turkey on Thanksgiving. Except this turkey did not change his attire. He still wears the wife beater, drinks Jack Daniels straight from the bottle, and looks up at the stars, waiting for their return. Jimmy's Abduction. Written and produced by York Campbell. Thank you once again. This was a, a very strange, bizarre episode, but you stuck through it right to the end, and I definitely appreciate it. I want to thank Timothy Kimo Bryan, who played the the guy with the southern accent and stuck a thingamajig up my you know what timothy is very talented i didn't even know that he had it in him to play this role you could catch him on his podcast create art podcast he's also an author as well and an overall amazing earthling thank you tim for making this podcast even better with your talent you could do me a favor. You know what I'm going to ask for, right? Not again! You listen to this show long enough. I'm an independent podcaster. I'm not a part of the big multi-conglomerates. So every little bit of financial help will go a long way in recording and producing the shows that you like. The way that you could do that is you could go to the Buy Me A Coffee website. So that's buymeacoffee.com slash poetic earthlings when you're there you can leave a donation you can leave per episode or if you're even more generous than that then you could become a monthly member and you'll get experimental episodes and other content that's not available on the main feed yeah add me are you one of those would-be podcasters or you're thinking about podcasting? If you are, then I would recommend Blueberry and what they could do for you. They can make sure that your message is out there, heard on all different apps. They even have statistical reports as well, so you could figure out where your show is generating the most downloads. Also, they're very personable. You could call them and if you have a, a technical issue, they can walk you through it over the phone. Hello, operator, give me the number for 911. Here's the code. Type in First Earthlings. Well, when you get to Blueberry, go to blueberry.com and then enter the code First Earthling to get your first month free. All of the details is on my website, poeticearthlings.com. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. 
Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Also, if you haven't subscribed to my brother's channel, if you're into remote-controlled cars and drones and even remote-controlled boats, which are really cool, then watch his show, Toronto RC. That's his YouTube channel. Thank you, big brother. And thank you for listening to the Poetic Earthlings. Remember, show compassion to your fellow human. And I'll talk to you soon. In night vision video from a Navy destroyer, a mysterious flying triangle above the deck of the ship, the Pentagon confirming the images obtained by documentary filmmaker Jeremy Corbell were taken by Navy personnel, expected to be a part of a report on unidentified aerial phenomena. One shows a spherical object dipping into the ocean, similar to an incident in Puerto Rico, where an object was tracked buzzing an airport, then flying into the water, popping back out before appearing to split into two and disappearing. Whoever creeps on my property has a date with Smith and Wesson.